I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply, if rated PG. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Welcome to the Unconventional Wedding Planning Podcast. My name is Ashley, and I am planning my own unconventional budget micro-wedding in the middle of a pandemic. If you know that Say Yes to the Dress is problematic, but you still watch it, you're in the right place. Okay, so on today's episode, we are talking about the five worst questions people ask right after you get engaged. And I promise you these questions are coming. If you're listening to this and you are not engaged yet and you probably think like, what? Nobody's going to ask me any questions. People are just going to say congrats. They're going to pop the champagne. They're going to throw me a party. Uh, They will do all that. Um... But they will also come at you with a lot of questions. They want to know all about the wedding and your life and your plans. And it can be a little bit annoying. (laughs) It can be um, really awful to have to deal with those kind of questions right away. And the strange part is, you know, society tells us that in a hetero relationship, the proposal is supposed to be a complete surprise. The boyfriend is supposed to read the girlfriend's mind, know exactly what ring to get her, plan the perfect proposal that's exactly what she dreamed of, but without ever asking her or telling her about his plans. Um, So it's supposed to be a complete surprise to the girl, totally catches her off guard, but it's perfectly magical down to the last, you know, rose petal. It's exactly what she wanted. The ring is totally perfect. Um, And then a minute later from this surprise engagement, she's supposed to have her entire wedding planned. Uh, Despite it being a complete surprise, you know, total shock, she had no idea he was going to propose. Two seconds later, she has people asking her about the wedding, and it's expected that she has all of the answers, which is hilarious and really is at the root of all of these questions. People asking you things all about the wedding, all about your future plans, um, like a minute after you get engaged, which is hilarious because, you know, even if you're in a situation where you knew you were getting engaged, you've talked about the wedding, you've talked about the proposal, you know what you want your future to look like, you still probably don't have like, oh yeah, here's the venue and the date and my colors and the bridesmaids dresses. You probably don't have that all worked out the second 
that uh, your partner gets down on one knee or you get down on one knee. That's usually, usually it's just, you know, a nice speech about how much you love each other and you want to spend the rest of your lives together. And then will you marry me? It's not, hey, will you marry me at the country inn on April 24th at twilight wearing rose gold dresses? <laughs> like, uh, all right, let's get into it. Okay, so the first annoying question that you're going to hear all the time as soon as you announce your engagement is when is the wedding? And I mean as soon as you announce your engagement. Like somebody could literally watch you get engaged. Let's say you get engaged at a birthday party or a holiday party or I don't know, in the middle of a sports game on the Jumbotron. Remember when people used to do that? Uh, People will watch you get engaged, turn around and say, oh my God, congratulations. That's so exciting. When's the wedding? And it's like, uh... what do you mean? Two minutes ago, I just said yes. When when did you think I planned that? Uh, ridiculous. This this definitely happens. It will come, um, especially if you you know announce your engagement and say, oh yeah, we got engaged last week or something like that. For some reason, people think you have all of those details all worked out. Um, even you know people who have been recently married or married in the past have had weddings, have planned weddings, know that it takes more than two minutes or two days or two weeks to plan a wedding. Uh, they'll still come at you with this question of when is the wedding? And it's kind of hilarious because you probably have no idea. And even if, you know, in your head, you're like, oh, I've always dreamed of getting married on the second weekend in May. It's really not 100% up to you. Um, A lot of the times the wedding date is actually determined by the venue. So when you go out venue shopping and you go and visit places, um, if you find one you like, you kind of say, okay, what's your availability like for May? And they'll say, oh, hey, we don't have the second weekend, but we have the third weekend or we have the... Friday, but not the Saturday. Or, you know, if you're dead set on the second Saturday in May, okay, it's not going to be in 2021, it'll be 2022 or 2023. And this is especially the case for weddings coming up in the next year or so, because of all the postponements, there's just a ton of, I don't want to say competition, but uh, just a ton of people who are all trying to get married at the exact same time. So it is absolutely ludicrous to think that you would know your wedding date before or just after you get engaged, unless you really have been planning for months and months and months, you've secured a venue, paid your deposit, have your guest list all put together, um, and then happen to do the official you know, proposal and engagement after that. But besides that, there's really just no way that you would have this information already. The second annoying question that people are going to ask is, am I invited? Um, and it might not be this direct. I don't think that many people are uh, bold enough to come right out and say, hey, am I invited to the wedding? Um, but it might be some sort of version of this, a more indirect, like, oh, well, tell us what date to save, or, oh, can't wait to fly out to that side of the country, or, oh, we can't wait to all get together. It's going to be so great. So more assuming that they're going to get invited or just sort of dropping little hints. Um, and I, I kind of hate this because it's a little bit of like, guilting you into inviting them almost like they're kind of saying like, Oh, hey, just so you know, we know you're engaged, we know a wedding's coming, and you better remember to invite us. Um, and it's awkward, because again, uh, you know, with the same issue of when is the wedding, you probably don't have your guest list finalized when you get engaged or recently after you get engaged. So it's not like you can give these people a real answer. And even if you did have the answer, like maybe you already know, hey, we're doing a 10 person wedding and sorry, you know, great auntie Jill, you're not in our top 10. Uh, you probably don't want to say that right to their face. So <laughs> it's kind of awkward if people are asking you these questions or sending them over text or email or a phone call or whatever. Um, and often the people who ask or who indirectly ask, 
ask are people who are kind of on the B list anyways, right? Like it's not going to be your parents and siblings and best friends who are like, oh, make sure I don't lose my RSVP card. Like those people know they're coming. Um, it's people who are kind of like second tier, third tier who, you know, you, you're kind of on the fence about them coming and they probably know you're on the fence. So they're trying to like get themselves in there, which is just hilarious. Um, and don't worry, at the end of these five questions, I'm going to go over your answers, what you should actually be saying when people come at you with these awful questions as soon as you get engaged. So let's move on. Question number three is, can I be in your wedding party? And again, not too many people are going to be bold enough to come right out and ask to be in your wedding party, but it'll be some version of indirectly asking or guilting you into it, saying things like, oh my God, I can't wait to go dress shopping with you. Oh my God, your bachelor party is going to be such a good time. Woo, bride tribe, bride squad, hashtag all that bullshit. <laughs> some version of that, uh, or people just, you know, assuming that they're going to be in your wedding party, assuming different roles saying, Oh, I better go work on my speech or something like that. Maybe even trying to, um, not bribe, but sort of like, you know, convince you of it by like, Oh my God, we could have the best bachelor party at my parents' lake house or, Oh, you know, I, I'm so good at throwing parties in Vegas, whatever it is. Um, the big thing here is you really do not want to commit right now. Don't let somebody sort of coerce you into, saying, for sure, you're part of the wedding party. Um, that's definitely not something you want to be <laughs> stuck with, especially if, you know, you haven't had that chance to sit down with your partner and say, hey, what do we want our wedding to look like? Do we even want a wedding party? If we do, do we want something super small, you know, maybe just siblings? Do we want a super big one, like our 15 closest friends? What's the vibe? What do we want to do? You don't want to get stuck making a promise that you kind of have to go back on because this is even more awkward than, you know, guests asking if they can come because you can kind of explain, oh, you know, oh, it's, you know, we're in the middle of a pandemic. So we're probably just going to have something super, super small, but we're so excited to celebrate you with you in the future. It's a lot more awkward to go up to your, you know, old sorority sister and be like, oh yeah, we're just having a super small wedding. So you're not in the wedding party. Sorry, you thought we were close. We're really not like, that's uncomfortable. You don't want to get stuck in any situation like that. Um, I've heard of tons of horror stories of people saying like, oh my God, we were out drinking and I drunkenly promised to make so-and-so the best man. And then it's like, oh, you have to like go back on that in the morning when you sober up. So just really make sure you do not commit. Um, and don't feel guilted, especially if it's a situation where you were in their wedding party and now they think like, okay, you were in mine, so I should be in yours. That's not how weddings work. It's not, um, you know, I scratch your back, you scratch mine. That person could have, could have had a totally different wedding than the wedding that you and your partner want. And they may have gotten married at a time, you know, in life when you two were really close and maybe you've moved across the country, changed jobs, gone to a different school, had kids, whatever it is, and you guys just are not as close anymore. So definitely don't feel like you have to be in someone else's wedding just be, or sorry, that you have to put someone in your wedding just because you were in theirs. That is definitely not how this works. The fourth awful thing that people are going to start asking you about as soon as you get engaged is about different traditions that you'll be including in your wedding. So again, people actually on this one, people might be bold and come right out and say, hey, so you're definitely going to get married at that church that everyone in our family has gotten married at for the last 300 years, right? Like you're absolutely going to get married in that church where we know the pastor and they baptize you and we have photos with them at all of your birthday parties. Or um, like, you're going to wear my veil, right? Like we've always talked about you wearing my veil ever since you were a little girl, you said you wanted to wear it. 
or, oh, the bride's going to wear white, right? Like she has to wear white. Everyone knows she has to wear white. Things like that. People coming in strong with those traditions or not, maybe it's not even um, traditions, but just things that are important to the culture or things that are maybe like really specific to your family. Maybe everyone gets married at like an olive orchard or something. I don't know what you guys do. Um, but again, it's super important. You do not want to commit to any of these things. Even if you think like, oh yeah, I'll just say like, oh, for sure, for sure. Yeah, I'm going to wear your veil, mom. No problem. Um, you really don't want to commit to anything right now because it's going to be super awkward in the future if you have to let them down. If you change your mind, you decide you don't want to wear a veil or you find a different veil or whatever the situation is. And you really don't want to feel tied to that decision. Like when you and your spouse or your partner, sorry, not your spouse yet. When you and your fiance sit down and start wedding planning, you don't want to say like, oh, okay, for sure. But uh, I promised my mom that we'd get married at the church. So we definitely have to do that. And then I promised my aunt we'd use her best friend as the cake baker. So we have to do that. And then I promised uh, cousin Lenny that we would borrow his tux and his limo for the day. You know what I mean? Like you just don't want to be tied to anything that you kind of said, yeah, for sure. Um, just in passing, because if this person is bringing up the tradition right away, as soon as you get engaged, um, I kind of think, and I'm sure they are absolutely lovely, you know, if it's your dear sweet grandma, just asking if you want to wear her wedding dress. I'm sure she's doing it out of a lovely place. And she, you know, she cares about you and she wants your day to be special. But I kind of think it's a little bit um, tricky. It's a little bit, uh, I don't want to say malicious, but you know what I mean? Like there's a, there's a bit of a <laughs> not quite so nice intent there for someone to bring that up as soon as you get engaged and to sort of like shoehorn in this tradition or this idea or this cultural aspect into your wedding right away and to sort of try to catch you off guard and like make sure, okay, from day one, like, oh no, no, but you already said you promised, you promised I could bring 30 of my friends because that's what our family does. You said, you said so on the night of your engagement. Remember I asked you, you said so. Like that's really not a position that you want to be putting yourself in, that you want to be putting your partner in. Um, and it's really, it's not nice of whoever that person is who's coming in and trying to shoehorn in their ideas, especially at such an early stage. There's definitely, you know, a time and a place to be talking about that. So whatever you do, try not to commit. <laughs> um, and again, I'm going to come up with some tips for you in just a few minutes about uh, what to say instead of saying for sure, no problem, and then getting stuck with this wedding that you don't want. So the fifth and final question that people will be coming at you with as soon as you get engaged is when are you having babies? Or what are your plans for a family? Or well, I guess you get to get working on some buns in the oven once you walk down the aisle. Um, <laughs> the most hilarious part about this is you know, especially if you are a young couple in your like 20s, uh, early 30s, these questions are coming all the time. Um, before you got engaged, I'm sure there were lots of questions in your friends and family of like, okay, when are you gonna put a ring on it? When are you guys walking down the aisle? What's what's going on? When, when do we hear the church bells? Um, and then the minute you get engaged, it's when are you getting married? And the minute you're married, it's okay, when are you having a baby? It's like people are just trying to fast forward you to that next milestone. So if you think the questions now about when are you starting a family are bad, just wait until you get married. I've heard from so many couples who say like literally on the dance floor of their wedding, people are coming up to them asking about their plans to have a baby. And it's like, what are you talking about? I just got married three hours ago. Leave me alone. <laughs> like I haven't even had time to go make a baby. Um, so of course this is 
all different situations. If you already have kids or if this is, you know, later in life wedding or whatever it is, maybe these questions aren't coming. But if you are kind of in that 20s, early 30s age, you don't have kids yet, definitely expect some questions like this. And they might be a little bit more indirect. But again, people are <laughs> trying to rush you along to the next milestone. It's like, can't I just have a minute and be happy about being engaged and then be happy about being married before I have to kind of wait to or before I move on to that next next big thing. Okay, so you have all these awful questions, people asking when the wedding is, if they're invited, if they can be in your wedding party, if they can force you into some traditions, and if you're planning to have kids right away. Um, so what do you do? What do you actually do when people come at you with those questions when you are freshly engaged? So the first thing you want to do, and I've talked about this a little bit in a previous episode, is you really want to have a line that you can repeat to everyone. And it's something that you and your partner are totally on the same page about. And it's basically something that's just like, oh, thank you so much. Like, that's such a great idea. Or, oh, yeah, that's that's awesome that you're asking. Thank you. We really appreciate it. Uh, right now, we, you know, we haven't started wedding planning. We're really just focused on enjoying our engagement. Just really like shoehorn in, send home that message of we are focused on enjoying our engagement. That is it. That's your only responsibility right now. And hopefully that kind of triggers in their mind. Well, first of all, you're saying, you know, thank you for your great idea or your great question, whatever it is. You're letting them know that like, you know, hey, we love you. Thanks so much. But also like, hey, our focus is on the engagement. Please put your focus on this engagement too. That's where we are right now. Um, you also can, you know, if you're getting people who are being a little bit more insistent, say something like, oh yeah, you know, thanks so much. As soon as we know, we'll let you know. So that sort of says to them like, hey, we'll keep you in the loop, but we haven't made a decision. If your partner is not there with you, it's also a great time to sort of rely on them and be like, oh yeah, that, you know, so great. Thanks. Thanks again for bringing that up. Uh, I'm going to talk it over with so-and-so and, and we'll see if, if that works for us. So you can sort of put off that decision-making. Of course, that's a little bit awkward if someone's coming up and saying, hey, am I invited to your wedding? And you're like, let me, let me talk it over with Sue and I'll get back to you. Like, that's a little weird. So that's definitely one where you want to go back to the whole, oh, you know what? We haven't even looked at guest lists, but we are just so focused on enjoying our engagement right now. We're having such a great time. And then quick, distract them, show them the ring again, or ask them a question about their life. Uh, you might also want to recruit some family members or friends to save you. So if you, you know, you're going into a situation, let's say you're going to your engagement party or something like that, a wedding shower, um, whatever it is, the next family dinner or family Zoom call, maybe you have someone who's on your side who can sort of jump in there and save you or distract people if something comes up. If you have one, you know, relative who's really not letting up, asking you all these questions, won't be satisfied without an answer. You can sort of give those like danger eyes to your mom or to a cousin and they can swoop in and save you. Um, another great way to sort of get against these questions and sort of set yourself up for success is to really control how you announce your engagement. So for all the info on that, head back to episode 21 called How to Announce Your Engagement. And I've got lots of great tips in terms of how to tell people, when to tell people, where to tell them, and hopefully by following those tips, that sort of helps to ward off some of these questions right away. Lastly, I mean, I've been sort of shitting on people all night for asking, all, all night, whenever you listen to this, all day, all morning, afternoon. Um, 
but for asking these these questions. But I think we all need to know. Of course, it comes from a good place. Like it is, it's nice that friends and family want to know about your wedding, want to be a part of your special day, want to help you pull it off, want to make sure it is, um, you know, super amazing and awesome and unique and special and full of all of the important traditions and culture, and that they want you to have a big, beautiful family, even if they're pushing for it to start sooner rather than later. But all of that comes from a really lovely place. I think, you know, if you do start to get annoyed or it starts to become too much, sort of taking a step back and saying like, okay, you know what, all these people love me and they're only asking all these questions because they care. And it's, it's not the best way to show love, but it is love (laughs) underneath all of that. It's also good to know that you, you can't please anyone. And at some point in your wedding planning, you're going to mess up. You're going to say yes to something you should have said no to. You're going to lose out on a good deal. You're going to get stressed. You're going to hate something. You're going to have to cancel something. Like wedding planning will not go 100% perfect. And I think it's good to know upfront that that is the truth, that something bad is going to happen at some point along along the wedding planning journey, and that not everyone is going to be, you know, 150% thrilled with every decision that you make. And that's okay. I think that's actually a really good learning, especially for you and your partner to sort of know that like, hey, it's the two of us now, and we're going to make some decisions that not everyone's going to love. And that's okay, because as long as we love them, that's what's important. Okay, before I go, I want to share one more little bonus uh, question slash non-questions. This isn't part of the, you know, top five worst questions people ask, but it's sort of um, part of it. So it would be anyone who doesn't focus on the engagement, but is more focused on the wedding and the future. So that's obviously what all of those questions have in common. It's people asking about your wedding or asking about your future plans and not asking about the engagement. And this can be kind of hurtful, right? Like if no one asks to see the ring, if um, nobody asks how you got engaged, where you got engaged, they don't ask to see photos. If no one sends a card, um, if no one gives you any gifts, if nobody plans a party, um, that can suck. And just to speak very honestly, um, my partner and I got engaged during the pandemic. So obviously there was no uh, parties or dinners or anything like that. We had, um, you know, both of our moms kind of say like, oh, too bad. We couldn't throw you a party, but didn't really say like, great. So we'll do it on Zoom or we'll do a drive by or we'll do like it was just like, oh, too bad. We can't do that. Um, the first time I saw my mom, she actually didn't even ask to, like the first time I saw her after we got engaged, she didn't even ask to see the ring until about an hour and a half into our, uh, visit. (laughs) Um, we received one card from, uh, one friend the whole time, no gifts. Um, and I'm sounding like such a spoiled brat about it because people were so lovely and we got inundated with, you know, Facebook messages and emails and things like that, like of people just being so lovely and wishing us the best. And of course we don't, you know, we're not um, entitled to gifts or cards or parties. And honestly, we're not even really like party people. There's no gifts we need. It just is a bit of a letdown. If I'm being honest, a bit of a letdown that nobody was, was super interested in the engagement part of it. And that if they were interested in anything at all, and even that was like, you know, and, and I'm not talking about random like cousins and friends on Facebook. I don't need those people to be all up in my grill about the wedding, but even just, you know, like best friends and close family, parents, siblings, it kind of sucks that there's not that um, intense interest in our, <laughs> or even minimal interest in our engagement, um, you know, beyond just the congratulations when we first were first called them. Uh, so that's something that I'm still sort of dealing with. And if you're in that same boat and kind of feeling a little bit forgotten, a little bit neglected, or just a little sad and hurt that there's not this big hoopla about your engagement that maybe you've seen for other friends or you've seen online. Maybe you were that friend who was like super excited 
when, you know, someone in your friend group got engaged and you got them a card and you got them a gift and you planned a party and now none of that is happening for you. Um, I feel you <laughs> and it sucks and it hurts and uh, all your feelings are totally valid. And I think if you're in a situation where you're just not feeling like loved and <laughs> appreciated and excited for it, whatever, if you have that kind of relationship with your loved ones where you can tell them that, where you can say, Hey, you know what? Like the other day when I came by and you didn't ask to see my ring, that kind of hurt my feelings. Or, you know, I would love if we could go out for dinner and just celebrate the engagement and, you know, be excited. Can we do that? Um, that's awesome. If you can have that chat with your loved ones, if not, you know what? It's okay. These are, these are totally fine feelings to have. And again, no one is entitled to parties or gifts and, the people in your life, you know, it's not an expectation. They don't have to make a big deal out of your engagement. And this might be a really nice learning for you and your partner that like, you know what, it's not all about us and people's lives go on, especially in the midst of a big global pandemic. Um, so do something for just the two of you, you know, if you haven't felt that excitement about your engagement um, and if it just seems like either people don't care at all or they only care about you know, these far off wedding questions, then go out just the two of you and celebrate, go out for a big dinner, do an engagement photo shoot, um, have a weekend away, if that's something you're allowed to do with the pandemic restrictions, make it make it special, you know, do something fun, just you two treat yourselves, buy yourselves a, a little something, whatever it is, just to make it feel special and exciting. Because so many people say, oh, you know, when you're engaged, oh, you know, savor that time, that's so special, just enjoy being engaged, don't rush, like, you know, you don't have to plan the wedding right away. But it can be hard to tell yourself like, okay, I'll enjoy it. But but what does that really mean? Especially if you already live with your partner, and like, nothing's really changed, and no one in your life seems to care. Um, it can be weird to say, to keep hearing, oh, enjoy your engagement. And you're like, okay, but how can I enjoy it if <laughs> there's nothing going on and nobody cares about it at all and nothing's changed? Um, I'm going off on a tangent here, sorry. Just feeling some feels today and, and that is okay. And if you are feeling the same feels, uh, I am here with you. So thank you for letting me vent a bit. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Unconventional Wedding Planning Podcast. I really appreciate it and I hope it was helpful for you. If you really want to make my day, you can leave me a rating and review. Subscribe so you don't miss the next episode and please tell a friend about the show. And remember, it is okay to say no and it is okay to set boundaries. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.